With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good morning, Mets fans. Welcome to. Apple turnover for April 6th, 2023. Oh, why was I programmed to feel pain? The Mets were swept by the Milwaukee Brewers in Milwaukee on a walk-off home run after they had mounted a comeback against one of the best pitchers in baseball after being blown out two games in a row. Yeah, this one was rough, everybody. Um, You know, on the plus side, the Mets' bats woke up. They scored a bunch of runs in this game. That is a nice thing because the after being blown out 10 nothing and then 9 nothing, it seemed like the Mets' bats had nothing left in them. But they scored six runs in the game. Pete Alonso was a big part of that. He had two home runs. But Starling Marte, Francisco Lindor, both had big hits. Uh, one, of my th- one of the drums I was beating a lot this year was that the Mets needed – Tim LaCastro or someone like him on the roster for when late in a game Daniel Vogelbach walked and then they didn't want his uh, very slow legs on the base pads. And that is exactly what happened in the eighth inning. Uh, it was the eighth inning, seventh or eighth inning. Um, yeah, eighth inning. So I was glad that Buck Walter apparently is a listener. Thanks for listening, Buck. Um, you know, David Robertson had a nice inning. John Curtis had two nice innings. That was good to see. Adam Onovito gave up the game-winning run. Not so great. But, you know, not the end of the world. Um, 
it's just it's a combination of things, right? This loss in a vacuum would not have been so bad if it wasn't leading into the home opener, which was uh, postponed today because of rain. It would have been not so bad if they had won the first two games of the series, or at least won one of the games of the series, or at least wasn't blown out in the first two games of the series. But for a team that struggled with the bat last year, a lot of the blame for that was put on things like fatigue at the end of the season, an injury to Starling Marte, um, you know, just the sort of the general grind of 162 games wearing down the Mets in September, especially for a, a team that has some older players. That's not the excuse now. This is this is the beginning of the year. Now, granted, there's a whole other set of excuses that come with a team struggling early. You know, they're not in the groove yet, blah, 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 blah. But the usual things you can blame on on early season slumps aren't really here. The Mets have not had an off day yet. So it's not like they have this, um, you know, this rhythm they can't get into. They played seven games without an off I guess you could say seven games without an off day is a little strange at the beginning of the year. But this is a veteran team. They've all played seven game stretches before. I don't really buy that. Um, I suppose you could say that the travel, getting them from a day game in Miami to Milwaukee for a day game on Monday. I'm sorry, a day game in Miami on Sunday to a day game in, in Milwaukee on Monday was a little bit uh, much. But that's maybe an excuse for one game, not for three. And again, I don't really think the Mets have to make excuses for Wednesday's game. Those tough losses happen sometimes. Relievers are going to lose a game. But the combination of events happening the way that they happened was just a really unfortunate way to begin the, or rather to end the series with the Brewers and to move on for the home opener. Now, a couple of things, um, I guess we'll call it good news. I think moving the home opener a day because of rain is not a big deal. I know a lot of people are upset about it because people build vacations and days off of work about it. I get that. And that's that sucks. If you're one of those people that could have gone, uh, one of our patrons, Tom, had tickets for Thursday. His boss won't let him go Friday. That is terrible. And I'm very sorry about that. But I think if you look at it overall big picture, you want your players to be healthy. You want your fans to have a good experience. Opening day is a special day. And if your team's struggling, now maybe the day off is important. Maybe this gives the Mets a chance to focus a little bit. So I can't be mad at it. I feel sorry for, for folks like Tom who can't make it. I, I truly do. Um, but, you know, I think that's just the way the cookie crumbles sometimes. Also, uh, Justin Verlander underwent uh, a second imaging session for his injury. It is showing reduced inflammation. That's great. Uh, he'll continue throwing. Additional updates will be provided as appropriate. How <laughs> the Mets tweet ended, which is um, a wonderfully vague Mets statement. That's almost like uh, something you'd read in 1984 or something. You know, additional updates will be, will be provided as appropriate. Well, I hope so. <laughs> right? Do they really have to announce that? I don't know. Um, you know, the thing that I think I'm taking away from this series is just that. One of the things that I have been saying and lots of people have been saying about the Mets this year is that with the addition of Verlander and Senga and Quintana, the Mets really lengthened their rotation. And instead of having a rotation that needed David Peterson or Tyler McGill in it, you now have a rotation that needs neither and that those guys can be the sixth and seventh starters, 
Well, injuries happen, and those guys are both in the rotation now. In addition to that, it just reminds you that someone like Max Scherzer, as great as he is, can have an off day. And it reminds you that Max Scherzer is 39 years old. And it reminds you that David Peterson, although his overall statistics were not the world's worst things you've ever seen, in fact, that he had a perfectly cromulent season last year, but when you remember that start by start, he just nibbles at the plate constantly. And, you know, players like that, pitchers like that, sometimes they can they can get through a season and help your team and be, you know, valuable assets. But in the moment, can just be torture to watch. Um, our own Michael Drago, who wrote about the game yesterday, had said that uh, watching... Rob, uh, watching uh, Peterson pitch made him want to, uh, I, I believe the phrase was, stab his eyes out with a fork. I'm not exactly sure if I'm getting that right. And that's a bit harsh, but I understand what he means by that. Uh, Peterson just reminds me of like a guy from you know 20-ish years ago, Steve Traxel, who would just nibble around the plate, and even in his good days, it was not the most pleasurable experience to watch that dude pitch. And Peterson is not Ali Perez or you know someone who's crazy wild who just one day you know you could, you could tell sometimes if Ali Perez didn't have it like five minutes into the game you know three batters in you know all right Ali's just all over the place today that's not Peterson Peterson is Peterson every single day it's just that what Peterson is can be a drag to watch and again I'm not saying you don't start him because what else are you gonna do at this point right hopefully Verlander's back in a week maybe 10 days, maybe two more weeks. So that means best case scenario, you're getting at least one more after opening day on Friday, you're getting one more McGill start and one more Peterson start. And then you sort of figure some stuff out. Um, I don't think it's Dylan Bundy time yet. I don't think it's Joey Lucchese time yet. Cause I think those two guys are true dice rolls. And you need at least a couple of months in the minors to um, to see what happens there. In the um, never-ending saga of injuries change everything, Omar Narvaez left the game yesterday, and uh, we're not really sure what the extent of his injury is, but we do know that uh, Francisco Alvarez is in New York, possibly to play be activated on Friday. And so a lot of folks were upset that Alvarez did not start the season with the team. I think more were upset that Beatty... Brett Beatty didn't start the season with the team. And so maybe we'll see Alvarez. I don't know. Beatty also had some uh, had, had a hand issue, but they showed no further structural damage was the uh, report, which you always love. The Mets just throwing in a word like further because that means there already was some. And I don't think we knew that. And now we do in an oblique and strange way. Love the Mets, folks. Um, look, this feels especially bleak because last season it took until September, I believe, for the Mets to be swept in a three-game series. And this happened the second series of the year. Um, The first three-game series of the year was a sweep for the Mets this year. But ultimately, three losses is just three losses. It's a very long season. You know, I'm not letting myself on fire over this. It just feels like the promise of this team was built on certain things, and those certain things are already not coming true. This team was built on quality pitching, and it's been blown out. Or it's, it's had at least seven runs scored against it in the last three games. 
This team was built on, um, you know, the offensive potential of that lineup. I mean, look, if Carlos Correa was here, it'd be a different story, yes. But the Mets lineup is already very, very long. You know, uh, the bottom of the lineup's a little bit weaker than you would like to see. But that really just means that Eduardo Escobar is starting and they have the type of catching that most teams in baseball have. You know, when, when Mark Canna or Daniel Vogelbach is, back, is batting seventh, your lineup is pretty long. But when those line, when those long lineups full of power, full of guys who are doubles hitters, are weakly grounding out, are striking out, are popping up, it can just feel a bit futile. And that is the feeling that I'm getting right now. This this team feels like they're in a slump that happens in the dog days of August, not the first week of the season. Now, scoring six runs yesterday knocking Corbin Burns out of the game, those are good signs. If the Mets had won yesterday, we'd be talking about this in a very different light. We'd be saying the Mets had a two-game hiccup, and they righted the ship. And it's probably not fair that we're not saying that, because, again, if you score six runs against a very good pitcher, you're probably going to win most of the time. But here we are. Um, so, yeah, tomorrow, today is an off day. There is, uh, there's nothing really going on. That's probably a good thing for everybody involved. Take a day. Everybody, uh, go outside before the rain starts. If you're in New York, local, take a walk, smell some flowers, pet a dog, eat a bagel. I don't know what you guys do to make yourselves happy. Whatever you do in those situations, do them. Have a Mets-free day, and tomorrow maybe things will be better. At least I hope so. Go to patreon.com slash applesauce to support these podcasts directly. Follow me on Twitter at Brian Needs a Nap. And until next time, let's go Mets.